these are exciting times. And what I want to start my message on this morning is, we're not to look at things as they are in the physical, but let's start looking at things as they are in the spiritual. Because in the spiritual, God is doing some amazing things. Let me pray for you. I invite you, Holy Spirit, today that you'd meet with us. God, you know our hearts, you know where we are, and we just want to know you. So come, Holy Spirit, fall afresh on us. May there be an incredible sense, whether we're online or we're here in this stadium, that God, you're with us that you're speaking to us, that you've got something to say to us for such a time as this. So Holy Spirit, open up your heart to us, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. So if we try to work things out, if we just look at what's happening physically, sometimes life doesn't make sense. But when we look at things in the spirit and we realise that God is greater than the physical stuff, we can see God's hand at work and realise that God has got this. In our journey at the moment as a church, I want to remind every single person, God has got this. God doesn't make mistakes. He is with us. I want to remind you in your own personal journey where you're at. God has got it. He's with you. He's leading you. He's guiding you. And at times the enemy throws things against you. But as the enemy tries to attack, keep your eyes fixed on Jesus because God who began a good work in us, he's going to push it through to completion. God's not going to stop halfway through as you're doing a journey and say, wow, I don't know where to go from here. But God is going to lead us and guide us collectively and individually in our journeys. It's in the battle that God is doing something deep and something amazing. And sometimes when we look at stuff just from the physical realm, we don't realise that in the battles we face from day to day, that God is doing an incredible work in me. And as I continue our story on Joshua, I see that as the battles got worse for Joshua, the deeper God built his character. Joshua had to go from courage to character, an incredible journey. He had to step forward into God's plan and purpose that God had for him. And we all have to do that in our own journeys. We have to step forward into what God is doing. There are challenges that come our way as we navigate life. That's part of life. There is challenges. And in those challenges, God is developing our character. And we can either allow God to develop us and make us the people he wants us to be, or we can sit on the sideline and look at what's happening and complain for the rest of our life and never change. Because God's plan and purpose for you and me is to get us ready for heaven. He's preparing us for that day when Jesus presents us faultless before his Father and says, well done, good and faithful service. Servant, he's preparing us for eternity. So as we have battles and as we have challenges and as we go through some deep waters, God is at work in us to develop our character, a character that can make a difference. This morning, can I ask you, how's your character going? 
Are you the person you want to be? Are you the person that you're proud of? Today, is God working on your character in some way to mould you? And as he does that, are you kicking and screaming, saying, God, I don't like that. I don't like that as part of my world. God, I don't like that challenge. I don't like those circumstances. God, I don't like it. And we can fill our whole time up whinging to God, telling God we don't like it, rather than allowing the Holy Spirit to start to show us in our character that He is trying to transform us and change us into some wonderful, beautiful person that He wants us to be. And all we have to do is allow Him to be, do that. Every one of us has challenges. There's not a person sitting here that doesn't have a challenge. Look at the person beside you. And say, you're a challenge. Better not say that if you've got husband and wife, but you've got challenges. And look into the set, now look the other way to the second best person and tell them you've got challenges. That's life. Welcome to Life 101. There's challenges, but challenges aren't there just to be challenges. Challenges are there to create character because God wants you to be your best. I look at the faces out there, and man, there's some amazing people sitting here in this stadium this morning. Some amazing people that God has done, some amazing things in shaping your character to make you you. And God likes the you that you've become. But he's still at work. He's still at work because he wants to make you even better. That's what character building is all about. So the first thing God said to Joshua when God needed to build his character, he said, Joshua, be strong and courageous. Wimps don't get their character built, but people who are strong and courageous are going to get their character built because it's not easy to have our character built to be more like Jesus. For you to have your character built, it's going to take courage. And God told Joshua three times, mate, to move on in this journey, to be the man that I've called you to be, it's going to take incredible courage as you step forward because no one's been this way before. You're a, you're a trailblazer. You're, you're breaking new ground. No one's crossed the Jordan before like you have. No one's stepped into the promised land with the Israelites like you're going to do. Trust me, walk with me. And God went before him every single step of the way. So he had courage. So we think of Joshua and we think he had courage and we think, man, he was fearless. But I want to say courage is not about being fearless. Courage is about moving forward even when you're fearful. Courage is about, yes, I'm going to do this. I'm going to step up even though I am fearful, I'm going to push forward. That's what courage is. We think of someone who's courageous, there was never fear in their journey. There was incredible fear in their journey. They just decided, I'm going to let courage overshadow fear. So he stepped in to the promised land. They'd crossed the Jordan. They set up the stones like we talked about last week in Gilgal. And there they were in the promised land. And he stepped out and he saw the first thing he had to conquer, and that was Jericho. A fortified city, a mammoth fortified city. But he had to realize one thing. Because of the greatness of God, 
The people feared him. This is what it says in Joshua 5.1. Now when all the Amorite kings west of the Jordan and all the Canaanite kings along the coast heard how the Lord had dried up the Jordan before the Israelites until they had crossed over, their hearts melted with fear and they no longer had courage to face the Israelites. What happened to them? Because people were fearful, they lost their courage. Because they focused on the fear, they lost the courage to move forward. So here has, God has taken Joshua into the promised land and everyone in the promised land was so fearful that they weren't, didn't have any courage to move forward. So nothing happened. They went into their cities, they fortified them, they locked themselves in the cities because of fear. And fear is a big thing today where lots of people, because they're so fearful about what may happen, they lock up their lives. They don't open up their lives to other people. They don't connect with other people. They spend their time worrying about what's going to happen with China. What's going to happen if we have a, um, another balloon go over America? What's going to happen if we see a, a balloon in the sky in Australia? Full of fear, full of fear. But when we have courage, we push aside the fear and we move on. And that's what Joshua did. He moved on in the midst of fear. Rather than focusing on the negative, he said, God is with me. We can absolutely move forward and do this. So he celebrated God. He got into the promised land. They had, they had the Passover. They, they celebrated God. They worshiped God and said, God is enough for me. Let's move on. And just after they had Passover and after they celebrated God, do you know what happened? The manna stopped. And imagine how they felt. For 40 years, they'd gone out every morning and there was manna to collect. This day, as the produce of the land started to grow, the manna stopped and they had to change. They could no longer go out and collect, but they had to go and learn how to produce food after 40 years. What happens in your life when a season changes? What happens in your life when the stuff that you're holding on to goes? What happens in your life when your world changes? Do you start, sit there and look back and start wishing for what you used to have? Or do you look forward to say, God and I are going to make an impact as we move forward together? Joshua decided because he was in a new place, it was a new season, he was a new leader and there were new battles that he was going to move forward in this new season and he was going to trust God no matter what. That's exactly where we are. We are going to trust God no matter what and we're going to see his power, his authority as we journey forward. As we give stuff over to God, we can expect that he can do some incredible things. You see, God creates new seasons in our lives to, so he gets our attention to develop our character. He wants to develop our character. And this morning, I just want to quickly suggest a few character traits that God was building in Joshua's life so he could move forward into God's promised land. And the first character trait is, a is the sense that Joshua recognised God's holiness. The first thing he did, he walked out and started just to walk over and look at Jericho to say, God, how am I going to take Jericho? In chapter 5, 13, this is what happened. 
Now, when Joshua was near Jericho, he looked up and he saw a man standing in front of him with a drawn sword in his hand. Joshua went up to him and asked, are you for us or are you for our enemies? Imagine if you went to walk across the paddock and here's someone standing there, this mammoth person with a drawn sword. What would you ask them? I'd probably turn and run. But he wanted to find out whether he's for him or against him. He said, neither. He replied, as the commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. Then Joshua fell face down on the ground in reverence and asked him, what message does my Lord have for his servant? And the commander of the Lord's army just simply replied. He said, take off your sandals for the place that you're standing is holy. What an encounter in the midst of the battles, in the midst of everything that laid before them, for them. God wanted Joshua to realize that this place where God had taken him was holy ground. I want to remind you, right where God has got you now is holy ground. Holiness is where the Lord is. Holiness is where God meets his people. Holiness is where God says, I'm in control. Can you possibly trust me? As we sit in this stadium this morning, I want to tell you, this is holy ground. No one's brought us here except God. The only reason we are here is because of God. No fires, nothing else. God wants us here. This is holy ground. And we start to recognize the holiness of God. Our character starts to change and we start to trust him. We trust him in the mess. We trust him in the circumstances. We trust him when we don't know forward because we realize that God is with me. And that's all I need because where God is, there is holiness. Joshua realized that. God is with me. Can I ask you this morning, is God with you? Is God with you? What more do you want? What more do you want if God is truly, the God of this universe is with you? It's holy ground, guys. He's with you. So that's what he had to learn. The second thing he had to embrace was faithfulness. Faithfulness to serve God when the season looks messy. Faithfulness to push through when it gets a bit difficult. Faithfulness not to give up, but to keep going. Now, we don't like to talk about faithfulness today. We don't like to talk about what's 100% faithfulness mean. Well, let me give you an example. According to statistics compiled by a communications division in Canada in the 1990s, they put it this way. If 99.9% .9 was good enough, then 103,260 income tax returns would have been processed incorrectly that year. 22,000 transfers would be deducted from wrong accounts in 60 minutes. 
12 babies would have been given to the wrong person each day. Two plane landings at the international airports would have been unsafe. 18,322 pieces of mail would have been mishandled within the next hour. 291 pacemaker operations would be performed incorrectly that year. 88,000 credit cards in circulation would turn out to be incorrect information on the magnetic strips. 20,000 incorrect medical prescriptions would have been written within the next 12 months and 107 incorrect medical procedures would have been performed by the end of that day. 99.9% is not 100%. And when it comes to God, it's 100%. Because what did he give you? When he stretched out his hands on that cross, did he give you 99.9? Or did he give you 100? 100% makes an incredible difference. Joshua had to learn this because he's about to demonstrate the greatest faithfulness of his life when God told him, you've got to conquer Jericho. Jericho. So he gets his armies together and rather than goes in, tries to smash through the walls, all he's got to do is go around them for seven days. First six days, one time. The seventh day, seven times. That's all he had to do. It's so simple. But man, that would have taken faithfulness. That These guys had been round and round the wilderness with Moses for 40 years. Around and around and around we go again. Now we're in the promised land and Joshua is trying to lead an army and telling the army, we're going to go round again. Imagine the pushback he got. That's why he had to be faithful because it didn't make sense. Are you faithful to God in your life when it doesn't make sense? When something in the physical just doesn't add up and you say, God, what are you doing? Are you faithful to God? You've got to push through. You've got to keep going. You can't give up. So Joshua takes his army and they go around the wall once and they come back to camp, it says. Then he gets the ark out and the trumpets and all that the next day and he goes round the wall again and he comes back. And it doesn't say he told them all this. He just gave them the orders each day. By the third day, imagine the murmur in the camp. Who is this Joshua? Moses took us for 40 years we did this and now we're starting this stuff in the promised land. We're over this. It took the faithfulness of an incredible man of God to keep pushing through. And on the seventh day, they had gone around six times and they're about to do the seventh. And Joshua realized this time it's going to work. But he would have had to take all the power and faithfulness he had as a leader to get that army to get around the seventh time on the seventh day and then make the shouts. And it came down. How often do we give up when we've gone round for six days and on the seventh day we've gone round for six times we say, God, this is too hard. How many times have you prayed for something or prayed through something and God hasn't come up with the answer and you said, God, it's too hard. Maybe it's the sixth time on the seventh day and you just need to push through a little bit more. That's what faithfulness is. Is all about.
the faithfulness of Almighty God. When the road gets long, people give up. But as we lean into God, if we want to see the incredible presence of Almighty God, if we want to see the possibilities of what God can do, we've got to lean in with everything God has. Character is faithfulness. And character simply keeps God's promises no matter what. Holds on to God's promises, never gives up. We jump into the New Testament and Paul had to learn that because he said, I prayed to God three times. Three times I need this thorn in the flesh to go and God didn't take it away. He prayed and prayed didn't happen. But God said to him, power is made perfect in weakness. So when we push through and we've, we prayed and we prayed and we're about to give up and we're feeling weak, that's when you are strong because that's when God comes through in a powerful way as we trust him. So this morning, in a moment we're going to have communion. My question to you is, where's your character at? Are you trusting him this morning? Are you faithful? No matter what, no matter what God's calling you to, are you faithful and going to remain faithful? Are you going to hold on to his promises no matter what and not give up? Are you going to push through and realize the very point you're at at the moment is holy ground because God is there with you? Can I ask you to stand with your communion, please? And this morning I'm going to ask God to meet you to meet you right where you're at. And so we have communion. If you're online, we invite you to have communion with us. And as we have communion together, let this be holy ground. I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to just come. Just before we do this, to come and may speak to you. May just meet you right here in this moment. May this be a time with God. Holy Spirit, I invite you to come. Meet with us. Let this be holy ground right now. That God, you're with us. Right now, world, right now, circumstance, right now, heart, right in what we're thinking, you're, you're with us right now. And we ask, Lord Jesus, as we remember the 100% that you gave to us on the cross when you gave your life. Where you poured out your heart, Lord, that we would know the life that Jesus has and the hope that Jesus has in us. We want to say thanks. So I ask, Holy Spirit, would you fill us with a real sense of holy awe? May we just... Stand in your presence, Lord, as we take this bread, as we eat it, as we take this cup, as we drink it. That we declare, Jesus, you are holy and you are with us. And we say thank you for what you've done for us. In Jesus' name. Amen. I invite you to eat and drink and say thanks for what is done.